You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Um, well, there's your problem. And folks, that's the way we start with episode 200 of Geekiest Show Ever. Mark has oh, a problem again. I've always got problems, Kevin. And, and the biggest problem is, yeah, it's episode 200 of Geekiest Show Ever, but it's not our 200th episode. No, we're at episode 147. We This will be well, 147. You, you are. I, I've gone AWOL quite a few times, Kevin. Well, and I you know, I, I joined the party later. I should see how far I am. This must be, I don't know, 100 for Probably. me? Probably. Probably about close a to. Well, actually, just, te- technically I've missed two episodes, I think. Well, I know <sighs> I did one with Mike, and then I can't remember who I did right. the other one with. Yeah, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I, I hope it wasn't someone important. <laughs> nice, very nice. No, I, I just there were a couple episodes that I missed uh, for for whatever reason. I don't know. Anyway, no big deal. So, folks, we hope you have enjoyed the last 147 shenanigan, whatever filled episodes that we've had. Um, I'm very grateful to have to have worked with Mark and Mike uh, over the last couple years now at least for all three of us uh it has been fun and we're looking forward to a long-standing relationship i'm not going to call it a love affair because we're keeping that part secret about our podcast yeah <laughs> let's not let's, let let's, the let's not uh, let the bromance out of the bag too much Kevin. <laughs> yes um so folks we do hope you enjoy it we hope you'll continue to listen um so i wanted to start out this week with a listener favorite mark's most favoriteest part of the show, the world famous, world renowned weather report. Really? Listen, listen, listeners, I need your help here. Start tweeting us, start emailing us, and, and tell us you no longer want the world famous weather report. I am so over it. Well, we could it's, augment it, and I could start uh, putting the uh, grain prices in. You know, we could turn this into a Midwestern uh, uh, radio it. show. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I haven't looked at farm prices since I probably quit farming. So there we go. I don't even have a clue. Well, according to my world-famous weather report, <laughs> uh, unlike a week ago, it is 52 degrees here. As we oh, that sounds on- so good. Um, <laughs> apparently about 20 degrees, 18 degrees warmer than Mr. McPeak. And yep. 20 degrees cooler than Mark, who's getting some thunderstorms or possible thunderstorms. Possible. They haven't hit yet. You know what? They'll, they'll hit when I've got to go up and pick up the kids after school. It always happens. Mm. So the, we, since we missed the world-famous weather report last week, um, for the Lisa, actually, Elisa, oh, and a big thank you to Elisa for stepping in and making a much prettier and a much more attractive version of Mark. Uh Agreed. I've just got to say, there's someone else in this world, at least one other person, that can put up with you two. She actually likes us. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's what you think. Well, well, no, I say uh, she treats us nice, but then again, we treat her nice, too. So I guess it's one of those reciprocal things. Yeah, it's it's mutual geekiness. That's what friendships are all about. Yeah. Uh, but I will say last week, Lisa, Lisa was disappointed, I think, to some extent, that because we got our big blizzard, that I didn't do the weather report last week. I will have to say, I tweeted out earlier a couple pictures, um, what a difference a week and 30 degrees makes. 
Um, we went from, uh, we were talking pre-show, we officially had 38 inches of snow here where I live, and um, that's, a lot, that's a lot of snow. Not the most I ever remember, but getting up there pretty close to it. And uh, I took a picture going down the side of my house where I'd had a drift that was about five and a half to six feet high, and now it's about a foot high. A week later, it's, it's melted down that much. So, And we're starting to see bare grass now in places. I wish it's very it's very disheartening and emotionally traumatizing for me. <sighs> no, see, I, I find that, that encouraging. Well, ours is starting to shrink, and then Molly, our dog, is walking around out back, so she's kind of poking through it, and so she's uh, kind of stumbling around back there because it's uneven. And but she seems to enjoy it. But yeah, I'm hoping that eventually that'll go away, and we will see the grass and uh, warm weather, and you know, so I can be free of my you know winter bonds and be able to go outside and enjoy myself and be able to walk out there with my <clears throat> without having to get several layers of clothes on and you know it's it's called freedom so you know give me my freedom well you know it's funny last week when we were out uh in the snow i only we as i said we had 38 inches when i went out to clean the driveway off i only put on sneakers i didn't even put on my snow boots and i pulled on my pants on yeah i did have my pants on thank god (laughs) um my underpants yeah (laughs) no i had i did have on long pants uh, but my feet got uh, wet, but they never got cold from it, which was odd. Oh, I can't stand uh, my feet getting cold. That's why I, I don't do the beach much. Gretel wanted to go this last weekend to the beach. It was nice weather and that, and walk along the waterline and so forth. And I can never do it because my feet start to freeze, and I freeze for the rest of the day. And then it's like, all right, I'm cold. The rest of me is cold. Where's the nearest toilet? Uh. Yeah, no. I, I hate had, that sensation. I actually took off my jacket after a while when I was outside working because I started to get warm uh, running my beloved snowblower and stuff, which was, it was interesting to, uh, my snowblower is 22 inches or 23 inches high, so going through 38 inch deep snow, it's just, mm. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but I still, you know, I could, I did it, I cleared the whole driveway with it. Only part I had was when I got out to the end of the driveway where the snow was chest deep from uh, the snow and the plow on me. I did have uh, uh, the wife and kids come out, and they would just pull the snow down so it was, you know, only a couple feet high, and then I could blow it out of the way. So, but yeah, I just I went on. I had a glorious time last Sunday. I, if anybody wants to see pictures of the before and after, um, check my Twitter feed. I posted a ton of pictures, a couple videos. I even managed to on Saturday would have been Saturday evening as the storm was starting to wind down started a FaceTime chat with uh, she who is an angel that walks among us, the lovely and talented and graceful Miss Gretel, and showed her the snow in progress. And she it, was excited. Hold on, it, 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 was that the day when I was in bed not well and she brought the damn phone in to say hi? <laughs> yeah. Third time. Oh, in all your glory? In all my glory. No, you know, it, it's like... I, and, and, Kevin, oh, and then Kevin sent me an apology message for, for coming into the bedroom when I wasn't well, you know, I wasn't all together. And I said to him, mate, it's not your fault. It's Gretel. She's <laughs> just got this thing that there's no privacy. It's like, yeah, let's just go in here. It doesn't matter what he's wearing or what he's doing. Yeah, I'm glad what you weren't doing. <laughs> so am I. Mm. So, uh, but uh, yes, uh, Mark was not well. That's why he wasn't with us on episode 199. And still wasn't exceptionally well last week. 
No, no, I had a had a bad um, sinus infection and a bit of tonsillitis and so forth, and uh, just nasty. And to get that in summer is even worse. It's you understand in winter you you can pick up this stuff easily, but in summer it's never fun. So no, it, it wasn't, and that's why I haven't posted much um, online, or I haven't done uh, haven't done NAMP for a couple of weeks either. Um, I haven't uh, done much on subjective sounds. It's just I hit a brick wall and just had to stop. Uh, shame. I'm glad you're feeling better, my friend. I Thank really you. am. And since you're feeling better, I'll plus you 10,000 geek points. Which you'll minus me before the end of the show. Probably, but we'll see how that goes. Good. <laughs> so, so enough about the weather report. Oh, thank I God. Have, <sighs> I've, I've sent my shipment of snow to Mark. So, <laughs> Listen, Kevin, just, just, just do what Leonard did to Penny and, and have a snowflake uh, put in between glass, forever pres- preserving it, and send me a snowflake. Mm, yeah, I'm not that flake. Yeah, I'll put a dander flake in. Uh, <laughs> Oh me. But I, I what I what I was gonna move on to is I have yet again hit another iOS nine. Oh, oh whoa is me. Not again, Kevin. What are you are you holding it, Ron? I don't think so. I swear I don't think it was funny because I I have I had put off going beyond nine point oh one or two, I can't remember which it was for quite a while. Because I was afraid of what was gonna happen. And then when I got my Apple TV, I had to do it on the phone. Mm-hmm. And on my phone, relatively no problems. You know, nothing nothing urgent, nothing earth-shattering. But on my iPad Air 2, when I did the latest one, which is what, 921 or something? Yep. I don't remember what it is. 9.21. Um, the battery life went to the floor. I mean, it went way down. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was just like I would lay the iPad down for an hour, and it was off. I honestly hmm. swear it was off because I have the closure that turns it off, and I'd lose 10 or 15% in an hour. I'm going, what the hell is going on here? So I'm checking a bunch of stuff. So I hopped on Twitter this morning. I was finally pissed off about it, and I complained online. And uh, Terry, uh, one of my Twitter followers, sent me a link to an interesting article for a lot of different things that people have discovered uh, on uh, problems with iOS 9 going back to the very first releases of 9 uh, related to battery stuff, battery issues. Mm-hmm. Now, I had not had any battery issues. I do remember people complaining initially that iOS 9 was causing a battery causing battery problems. Um, but I hadn't had any of those until this most recent version. And the thing in the article uh, that fixed it for me was a hard reset, not mm-hmm. a turn off, turn on, but the hard reset that you do. I tried that. That was like the second or third thing in the article. I can't remember. Uh, that cleared it up. Once I did that, battery usage got back to normal because then I started using uh, streaming from Downcast to the Apple TV, and I streamed three hours of video, and it only chewed up like 8% of my battery, mm-hmm. which is what I would expect it to yeah. chew up. You know that, that made perfect sense to me. So. I've sort of noticed, and I don't know if I can, if it's uh, or, uh, or iOS nine or if it's programs running or what, but I've noticed some sometimes uh, it'll plummet. Uh, you know, and I don't remember which versions it was on. Um, it just seems like there's a lot of usage. But I updated it to the latest one, and I had to look to see what it was. And I think it's nine point 
two point. I think there's nine point two point one. Is that the newest one? Okay. Yeah. And I upgraded to that one, and now because um, it's always been when I would take uh, go to bed at night. Uh, and then get up in the morning. I would have it at 100% when I went to bed. When I'd get up in the morning, it would be, oh, maybe about 80-some or something like that. Well, I've noticed it's gotten a little bit better with this upgrade. So, uh, and, you know, it's not exactly empirical or, you know, scientific evidence there, but it just seems like it's a little, it's gotten slightly better. I don't notice it's draining as much. Maybe they just dinked with the uh, usage meter so people wouldn't uh, notice so much or you kind of fool them a little bit, but... Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess they could, but I did definitely see um, quite a difference uh, when I when I did the hard reset on my iPad Air too. So, just a lesson learned. And I have to admit, overall, I have not had, as I've said this before on the show multiple times, I have not had this much trouble with an iOS upgrade to going way back to probably iOS three or something like that. Every, you know, I've heard other people, oh, it did this, oh, it did that, oh, it was awful. I'm going, I'm just going to walk, you know, and feel really happy that I'm good <laughs> and had no problems at all. So, and, and another thing, when you hear a lot of people complaining too, uh, a lot of them hop on the beta uh, versions of the OS and oh, yeah. you, you do that and, you know, it's your own fault. Don't go online and don't bitch and moan about it. You're an idiot. So I'd, I'd never put beta stuff on if that was my only system that I had. Like, I've only got the one iPhone. I'm not going to mess around with that. That's going to be whatever Apple pushes out as being the gold master. Um, and I've, I've been lucky. I haven't had any major issues at all with iOS 9. Um, on the kids' iPad 2s, not an issue at all. Uh, they work fine. As sluggish as normal being an iPad 2. Um, but beyond that, there's no battery issues, and the kids really work those systems uh, quite extensively with games and watching video and Netflix all the time. Uh, and my iPhone, uh, it's it's rock solid. I um, I don't have an issue with it at all. And I just, I get very good, or what I sort of uh, feel is very good battery usage out of the 5S. Um, you know, people complain all the time, oh, I don't get a full day out of the battery. I do quite easily. Oh, yeah, um, I do too. And that's the 5S. That's not the the 6 Plus or the 6S Plus. Um, you know, Gretel gets much more um, usage out of hers. You know, people might say, oh, well, you know, you don't use it much, you know, uh, and that's not true at all. I have total running. If I go in the battery area, I've, got, I've had total running as a background activity in the past seven days, 45% of the time. Safari 13% of the time. So it's, um, they're, they're pretty big numbers and it's pretty solid usage and that's constant streaming of music. Um, so we're talking big data with Tidal Hi-Fi. We're talking, uh, you know, uh, I think it's about 40 megabytes uh, streaming per minute of music uh, coming down. So that's a continuous decent stream. It's not like, it's not as much as Netflix, for instance, but it, it's still up there. It's still quite high. Uh, and I then I further on and, and go and airplay it, and I do this all day, and honestly, I get down, and it, it hits the red around about dinner time for me. Uh, and I've been going since 6 a.m. in the morning, so about 12 hours on the 5S uh, without any trouble whatsoever. Um, 
so I I don't see these battery issues, but I know a lot of people have them, and it's a shame that you've had had this one, Kevin. But has it completely fixed itself now that you did that reset? Uh, it seems to. I mean, I was literally almost watching it drop every few minutes, um, just playing a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd just be playing uh, like Crossy Road for like twenty minutes, yeah. and it would drain the battery. Oh my god, I don't remember. It was draining at like twenty percent. You know, almost like one percent a minute for playing the game, and then, like I said, this afternoon, I was tired. I propped up in my recliner. I wanted to watch some uh, video podcasts, um, so I just set it to, and they're downloaded through Downcast on my uh, iPad. They're already on there, so I just stream them to the Apple TV. Hmm. And over that was hour and a half to about two and a half hours worth of video content I stream. And I only lost like 7% of battery after that. You know what I look at with the games? And I think this is interesting in one way. If we look at the Nintendo DS and PlayStation Vita, we're looking at rather powerful portable little consoles that do one thing and only one thing. So obviously you've got a bit of a bit more battery protection there. It doesn't burn through it as much with background stuff going on. But the resolution of the screen and the the pixels that it's driving and the graphics card and and so forth isn't anywhere near what you've got in that iPad Air 2. True, very true. If you're looking at, you know, playing a game, even something that would appear as basic as Crossy Road, you know, it's not necessarily 3D graphics, it's not, you know, massive atmospheric graphics there but it's still pushing the entire game out to 2,000-odd pixels by whatever it falls. And I think it's 2,048 wide in the iPad Air 2. I may be completely incorrect with that, but that sounds right. I think you're right. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. So it's pushing a lot, and it's updating each and every single one consistently. And I think it was with the new iPad Pro where they, they they sort of turned... Um, like if you were were reading or looking at something um, static and it wasn't changing, they would actually turn um, the LEDs off so that they they just stayed in situ, but they didn't constantly refresh, uh, thereby hopefully saving a bit of battery performance. I think it was the the Pro that they did that in. That that that's highly possible, but I've also. I mean, I'm addicted to Crossy Road just because I, I happen to like the game. Mm-hmm. And previous versions of iOS, I did not see this sort of problem playing Crossy Road. So, sure. so I mean, that's I have to attribute it pretty strongly to the to OS. That. And I, yeah, and again, the hard reboot that's holding the home button and the uh, the button of uh, the standby, the yep, standby button on top, holding them together until the thing shuts down and comes back. It did it just fine, and this afternoon, all has been well. So, um, And I think, too, because I actually, maybe I would have had the same trouble on my phone, but I had to re-hard boot my phone after doing 921 for another reason, uh, for something that got stuck on it. And as soon as I did that, you know, and that was right after installing 921, it didn't, so I didn't have any battery issues there. So yeah, it is yeah. surprising because the when the operating system updates, it automatically does that that core reboot of the system as the final stage. And even when you do the update, it 
you can even have it reboot a couple of times. So it's a wonder that it doesn't clear any of the confusion or any of the problems uh, that are there. But I, I think there's still, for as good as iOS is, there's still a lot of issues under the hood that have never been addressed. Um, one that I find increasingly annoying uh, is the uh, storage usage meter, uh, how much uh, data has been used and, and how much is available. It is never accurate. Um, it is just terribly inaccurate all over the place. And, and that's what I'm referring to, guys, the storage area, um, mm -hmm. where, you know, you can actually say, well, hey, what's actually taken up all the data on on uh, my flash drive that's in the iPhone or the iPad. And um, it's just, uh, it, it's so hit and miss. I mean, if you ever connect it to iTunes, you get a different number. Yeah. And it, it's all it's all these cached files and everything, but it just, it doesn't report it correctly. And it's like, well, what's iOS 9? That doesn't showcase uh, what the operating system is using. So, for instance, it on mine it's a 16 gig device and it says uh, I've used 10.6 gig and I've got 1.1 gig available but it's 16 gigs so that's then saying to me well the operating system is 5 gigs but is it yeah. or, or is it 3 gigs and then there's 2 gigs of streaming content so maybe there's a bit of additional data from Tidal, bit of additional data from Facebook, bit of additional data from from uh, Netflix and so forth. And it just, it all clogs up in all these temporary files. And these temporary files just don't dump themselves out quickly enough and frequently enough. I know that's ridiculous. I don't understand why they can't get that part right. Yeah, it doesn't make either. any sense. It they doesn't they make do sense it perfectly on the Mac. Um, you know, you just start quitting stuff and you'll, you'll drop in that memory usage, that core RAM, first of all, RAM usage, and then any swap memory, uh, you'll do that. But iOS just doesn't have that mastered. And I, I, I just don't know as they're even interested to do anything about it. I mean, obviously, if you've got more data than 16 gig, uh, you, you're not really always going to run into problems, although I'm sure that there's some people that fill a 128 gig device anyway. Uh, I know to, people that do, yeah. To capacity. Um, look, you know, 16 gig, you, you do struggle with it. There's no doubt about it. Um, it. It's just, you know what, I can buy a new piece of gear at the entry level without Gretel complaining. I go up and cost more money, and then she starts to say, well, do you really need it? And then I start to go, no, but it's desirable. <laughs> and it would make it work better. And you guys know the story. You've got to... Oh, yeah. You've got yeah. to... You've got to be fair um, and not go overboard, but you've also got to justify as well. And, and with families and, you know, lives to live and stuff like that, other things take priority over spending an extra $150 on on uh, additional storage per tier that it goes up. Um, you know, there, there's just, there's still a number of issues that just really irritate me. I Look, I'm impressed with some people how they can turn the iPad and the iPad Pro especially into a work tool and, uh, and do all their work on there. I just, I find it just too limiting still. And it, it just, not having, I, I love iCloud and how they've given us that app where it's now got the file structure. Right. I want that for iOS. I would love a file structure on iOS. 
not one that's there to begin with, but one like iCloud where it's hidden unless you turn it on. So that the pro users could say, you know what, let's get in there, look at all these temporary files and go, you know what, dump it. Because, uh, you know, the other day I, I was considering upgrading the phone, but I'm kind of holding out for these rumors of a four-inch phone. You guys know that I don't really... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that when we got to a point, yeah. Yeah, um, that I'd probably upgrade, um, with de- depending, of course, on what they do. If it's a second-rate phone, then I'm not going to. But, you know, if it's an improvement on what I've got and... It, it's basically the same power as at least the 6, if not the 6 Plus, then I'd probably jump and, and go for the next model up because I've got a bit of yellow in on my screen um, on the right-hand side. You, that, you, that you, you didn't me. urinate on it, did you? <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that, Kevin. It's just naturally gone yellow. It's probably pissing itself having to put up with me for so long. <laughs> it's getting pissed Poor at me. Thing. <laughs> um, oh, now you railroaded my conversation. Oh, no, I forgot oh, where sorry. I was up to. No, you're not sorry. You're going to get a new phone because of the yellowing on the screen. Yeah, no, it was before then. and That that was just a side note. Any, anyway, what, what it comes down to is just, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. And, and these things are not cheap. And um, I was talking about, you know, people using the iPad Pro and so forth. And, you know, look, I've got Microsoft Word on my iPhone. I've used it, you know, to do a few markups and a few edits and so forth. But honestly, half the time I, I don't use the stuff that's on there because it's just too fiddly. It's more trouble. And, and that was the same when I was using the iPad more frequently. And then you get stupid things like, okay, so say, for instance, the Facebook app. Now, the Facebook really kills the, the battery power on, on your iPhone. I've actually got to go back to the web browser version on, on the iPhone. I kind of switch between them just because sometimes I get tired of going into Safari and using that and anyway but the the app size is 89.6 megabytes but the documents and data associated with facebook is 313 megabytes now that's me looking at all the pictures that come up that's me looking at and playing little videos that's all temporary files i want to delete those temporary files i don't care about that that's on the timeline from from the last week and twitter is exactly the same if i go into twitter the app size is 93 megabytes. The documents and data is 271 megabytes. But I've got no way of dumping those temporary files. And, and this is a big limitation of iOS. I honestly don't know how people work on their devices so much and say, hey, we, we can get work done because you create so much crap within the, within the operating system that you can't get rid of. That it would just it would drive me barmy. You'd be hitting the ceiling of everything all the time, and that slows down. Of course, um, if you've ever noticed, you you fill up a, an iOS device as well, and it slows down. It's basically the same as you fill up a Mac, and it will slow down if you run out of RAM because there's there's no space. Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't have the buffer space on the hard drive that it thinks it needs, even if it doesn't use it. Yeah, well, you know, I've had the kids' iPads, uh, I've had to actually delete up to two gigs and have two gigs free for them to be able to watch movies purchased on iTunes. Now, what's interesting is they can stream a a a one-and-a-half-hour, two-hour movie on Netflix. No problem. That just keeps up and it streams perfectly. But from, from iTunes, the purchase stuff from iTunes, it will stop and stutter and stop and stutter unless there's a couple of gigs free. And it doesn't need that storage. It's just not 
allocating the bits correctly and then removing the old ones correctly and allocating new ones and then removing old ones. And, you know, I just, I find that frustrating. And I just want to sort of merge off a, a little bit and I don't want to go off topic. But with regards to the Apple TV, I've seen a few people complain about, I think it was the Netflix app that came up with an update for the Apple TV and then there were problems and it wasn't working properly or something like that. And I, I truly worry to a certain extent about the Apple TV as a platform because it is iOS. It is very upgradable. Sorry, Kevin, I know that you're in shock having me having convinced <laughs> you to buy one. But what, what, I'm, what I'm worried about is that the apps will develop to a certain point and then at some stage, and this is an individual opinion that each person will have, they'll turn around and say, you know what? It's no longer what I was hoping it would be. It's no longer what it used to be. I don't get value out of this now. And I, 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 I'm not sure that I want this constant update kind of situation. As you guys know, I'm still using the Apple TV 3. Uh, yes, it's a bit sluggish. Yes, I, I'd like to expand it a bit, but until Apple allow Tidal and I even say Pandora and Spotify and, and music streaming apps on the new Apple TV, I'm not going to jump ship. Um, it's really something they need to do. They've got Netflix. It competes with their, their movie and TV department, so why not have music streaming services on there? Anyway, another argument. Uh, but I just don't know as I want something updated all the time. When it comes to watching Netflix, for instance, that's relaxation time. You want to put it on, hit play. You don't want the app to say, oh, I've got a new version, you update it, and then you've got to re-enter your your account details, or then it doesn't work properly, or there's something incompatible with something. Or even if you're happy with the version and you never want to update it, well, the TV OS needs to be updated, and then eventually you've got to update anyway. It, it's almost like we're, we're little soldiers. Think of the 1984 ad, you know, where we're all just, you know, marching in line. We're all just marching in line with these app updates because the operating system will kill old versions of apps and force you to upgrade anyway if you want to keep using it. We've got no choice. There is no choice. Yet, on the Mac side of things... Certainly on Windows, there's massive choice. You can run software 20 years old. doesn't run well. I'm not saying that, but it runs. And the, 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 Mac is, the Mac is pretty much the same. Uh, you know, I'm still running the old, old, old version of GarageBand before they killed all the podcasting stuff in it, and it still works. We're still using Levelator, and that thing hasn't been updated in years. It's, you know, it, it just... <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I'm still using a really, really early version of Pixelmator. I've actually, it's so early, I've got to actually launch it and, and tell you how early this is. I'm still using the 2011 edition, version 1.6.7. Now, does it work as well as the new version? No. But does it do what I need it to do? Yeah. So I don't need to upgrade and I don't need to keep moving forward. I, I can sit there with a workflow and make it work for me. And when people turn around and say, you know, and I respect them for it. You know, I've retweeted some people who say, hey, I, I, I can use this as a work tool. But then I'm like, well, how much do you have to keep relearning the system? There's nothing worse than getting an app, getting 
used to it and then they do an update and then things change and then you're like um oh well hold on um what was i supposed how how do i do this now so yeah well and what i wish i think part of the other problem is i think you were touching on it earlier is the the file system on the ios devices where i understand their desire for uh sandboxing but and i think and i don't know i think i know this last version they made it better hopefully it's easier to share files but you know it'd be nice i guess that's why i kind of like my um windows tablet here my surface is because it is a real computer it's got a file system on it and you can just put it there and then in a folder and then other you can have other uh programs look at it in ios 9 i don't know exactly how they're doing it but i'm hoping that <clears throat> I don't know. I still have this feeling that maybe some programs, and that's going to be on the developers to you know fix that. But I'm uh, thinking that if you go take a file from one program to another to another, each one is going to have its own separate file, and that's going to add to um, bloat and waste and stuff on the system. Um, yes, basically. And I think they need to go back and you know try to come up with some solution. I know. I understand the whole security virus uh, argument there, but there's got to be a better way, I think, to do that. Yeah. yeah. But they've I, certainly got to drop 32-bit support as well because um, they're holding on to that. With, uh, look, I don't want them to drop support for the iPad 2s because I don't want to have to buy the kids' new iPads, but it's bloating that OS and it, it's filling it with stuff that isn't needed. And that's what happened with the Mac. But now, see, what they're supposed to be doing with, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the feature, so that when you update it, it's a package management so that it only brings down, if you're running 32-bit, it brings the 32. If you're running 64, it only brings the 64-bit stuff. You know, shared libraries, you know, who knows. But it should work that way. But, you know, I don't know. I I just... But has that actually happened yet? Because... Yeah, because I, I it know was they were part talking of nine. about it. Right, so it was part of iOS 9, okay. Yeah, it was. that was one of those features because people were complaining about, it, got, it might even been an iOS 8, I'm not 100% certain it wasn't, because it was one of those things that allowed the older devices that didn't have much space on them, i.e. the 16 gig ones, yeah. you know, 16 gig devices, to pull down only what was needed to get them going and not pulling down all the stuff. That was the movement that started it, um, and I think they've just continued to make it better uh, from all I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but from what I know, they have continued to improve upon that. So um, I haven't had any troubles with the updates themselves actually running. They've run very well. They're actually a lot quicker, I've noticed, with 9. It's just been the end results. I'm still pissed off about the little dunk dunk at the end of the thing when I push the Siri button on my phone, but yet it still happens well, on both iPads. Well, see, that is one of those things where we're we're marching towards a goal that Apple sets, and we're forced to go along with it, whether we want that or not. Now, it, you're going to get that eventually in any software. We we always change and it always evolves. But just going back to the, and I know Microsoft, that you know. It causes problems at times, but that backwards compatibility is really, really good. It's there. Whereas Apple keeps us moving forward quickly. And 
You know, it's hit, hit and miss, I guess, and up to the individual whether or not yes. they like that. I mean, I like it sometimes, but at the same time, when I look at my 5S and I go, well, it's still a, a pretty decent phone. It's still okay. It's, you know, getting a little bit sluggish, a little bit old in, in the tooth, and it's like, I, I just don't want I, over the next year or the next two years to even have to replace it. I'm getting to that stage where... The computing power that we get out of iOS devices, the computing power we get out of Macs is good enough that we don't need to replace all the time. You know, we, we saw the the, um, the the call recently, the financial call uh, from Apple to see how they were going. iPads continued to slide down. But iPads are like computers, for lack of a better term. They're not oh, yeah. going to be upgraded each and every single year. And it is stupid to do so because... The benefits of updating each and every single year are now getting smaller and smaller as we move along into the future. And we'll get to a stage where the computer, the iPhone, the iPad, tablets in general will be akin to a TV where, you know what, you turn it on and it works. And if it does what you need it to do, that's fine. You never need to upgrade it until it breaks. So I I think... The, the Apple is doomed is not necessarily the right way to look at it, but the Apple is going to plateau is definitely the right way to look at it because they're going to reach a peak and they're going to sit there and they're not going to increase because why buy a new iPad if you don't have to? You know, I mean, I know people in the blogosphere and podcasters and that do it because, oh, we've got to be seen to have in the new gear. It sickens me, it irritates me and... And it's just stop people, you know. Who cares if you review the, the new piece of gear? People don't care. They're either going to buy it or they're not, and you just look like a tosser. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those things. The gear is good enough now that we can hold on to it for more than one year or more than two years even. Uh, you know, I've had this MacBook Air now since 2013. It's still running great. It's still as fast as it was when I got it because it's got the SSD. And... Do I really need to replace it? No, so I'm not, gonna, I'm not in the market for a new Mac at the moment. Um, Kevin, I know you've got a, a really powerful system that you got in, I think, 2011? Yeah, my so, iMac's a 2011, and it's perfectly fine. It, I've got one problem, but that's because I just need to do a new compave, and I know that, and I just yep. haven't done it. So. And when you look at it, you know, Apple still supports so many operating systems back i mean one complaint and and i'm guilty for this as well is please support the old os's um problem is when you've got to support the old os's or when you've got to use them then they're no fun on older sorry the new os on older equipment it's it's not fun it's not a good combination um but they need to drop support. If they want to see sales increase, don't release an iPad Pro. That's not going to boost it. It's got nothing to do with the iPad Air 3 not being there. What it's got to do with is that people get to hold on to their hardware longer because the OS supports the older hardware. All they need to do is start dropping support for it and people go, oh, okay, well, now it's time to upgrade. Well, but you know, you say that, and my the iPads I use for most... for personal use because i've got three i have to admit that i have three ipads i have one that strictly work and two that are personal my ipad first gen i still use yeah it still works it still does a lot of things that i want it to do and frankly you're you're not going to do anything security conscious on on that 
platform are you? You're you're not going to log into your bank and and do banking and pay bills and that. So, but I but I understand what you mean. You'll use it for Netflix. It would be, you know, perfect for that. It would be perfect for streaming music. I know that's not your cup of tea or podcasts. Music. Um, yeah. What what's that strange <laughs> thing? But it, it, it's good for this. I mean, look, I've even tested the, the old iPad 2s that my kids have with Tidal and with AirPlay to see whether or not, when I eventually upgrade them, could I still keep those instead of selling them for a few dollars? Could I still keep them and use them for myself as a music streaming platform? Absolutely. They work great. There's there's no real need to, you know, go and, and dump them, you know, in the waste um, unless you're doing stuff that, you need something a bit more powerful for or unless the apps no longer work anymore. So if you look at Netflix or if you look at Tidal, uh, perhaps the the server won't let you on, you know, and it's like you have to update the app in order to still get the, the streaming information. That has happened a few times uh, with different streaming services, um, more specifically the free ones, um, the free uh, to-air catch-up TV ones, I've noticed that they stop the stream to that old edition of the app and you've got to go to the new one. And then if the new one doesn't support your gear, then you've got a problem. But look, as an ebook reader, um, you know, yours would be perfect. As a basic web browser, it would be absolutely ideal. And I use it for that too. I did use it as a streaming device quite a bit uh, upstairs in our bedroom uh, before I switched TVs around this, you know, a, couple of, a month ago. And I moved my Roku One in with the TV it had been hooked to. So now I use that to stream to that TV. But I could still just as easily hook up the the iPad to stream to it if I wanted to. There just is anything. But when we were uh, last week during the blizzard, we were facing the fact, you know, we might be without power for some point in time. And we weren't. Uh, I just went ahead and I made sure I had it fully charged so that I could read on it or I could watch the videos that are stored on it. I put mm-hmm. some extra videos on there. So, so, I mean, I figured, okay, well, I can get 10 hours of video watching on that. I get 10 hours on the air, too. You know, and I even had uh, my work iPad. I went ahead and put a few things on it just in case. So I said, you know, I'm good. I mean, if the power is going to be out more in a couple days, well, then I might run into a bit of a problem. But, you know, otherwise, I'm in good shape. So, mm. yeah, I... I do like that, that I can continue to use my old old gear that way. Also, also, Kevin, you've got multiple pieces of gear too, and that's super important to acknowledge in in this conversation. I've only got the the one, and it's that core one that I use all the time. So, you know, as we said, you wouldn't do... I I wouldn't be able to use an older iPad and then still use, use that as my sole iPad because I wouldn't be able to do the security-based things that, you know, need that extra layer of security and updates. But if you've got more than one machine and you're not inclined to sell it or you pass it down through the family and that, they're great. They're wonderful. And that's what I'm doing. I mean, it it doesn't... The the resale value by the time I replace them is so insignificant that it doesn't make sense to do it. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't... You know, I might as well repurpose the device and keep it um, and do something else with it. I mean... The Mac Mini I have over here that I got from Mark Shepard, that's a two seven a 2007 Mac Mini. Now, I, I granted, I can't get it past Lion or whatever's on it, but you know what? The kids use it for Google Docs and YouTube. You know what? Screw it. It works perfectly fine for Google Docs mm-hmm. and YouTube. 
not a problem. They're using the Chrome browser. They're not using Safari. Yep, and that's supported so, and updated and no issue. It's it's all fine. I just, yeah, I just don't see. The, I'm not into trashing old hardware if I don't have to. Yeah, not not for the not for the sake of it, not for the fun of it, and um, that's. Well, but I mean, there are people that are. That's what I'm oh, saying. They, at, you know. Look, absolutely. I, I see people put new phones in blenders on YouTube just to see what will happen. I mean, uh, uh, talk about natural selection. What, why don't they put their head in a fucking blender? They're morons. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a different story. But I will have to admit to I will have to admit to one thing. I'm actually considering a new phone. Oh, what are you considering? A 6S Plus. <laughs> What's wrong with the success? Nothing. This will actually be a second phone. <laughs> oh, okay. What do well, you need to? Have, well, have you got bring... a mistress on the side we don't know about, Kevin? Because that's the only reason why I'd have two phones. No, it's because I like my Android phone okay. We've talked about that I, I have to split some things up yeah. because of restrictions for the way my work is. So I'm thinking about making my second phone an iPhone. Do you really want to carry two phablets, though? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> well, I've been, I, I, I've been considering I should probably get one because I still have the iPhone 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would like bigger size and more capacity. Um, but the, uh, I noticed the power button on there has been getting hard to push. And I'm just thinking, and I've only got 16 gigs, and I have to manage it, and it frustrates me sometimes. So I wouldn't mind the bigger screen and the uh, more capacity. So I just have to figure what I can get away with. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking I I would like to. I'll have to see. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I'm considering, and I'm actually probably I don't know whether I'll get a 6s plus brand new. If I do it, I'm not going to say for sure, or I may get a six. Plus, like uh, off Gazelle or someplace like that, where I can get a warranty on it, mm-hmm. and, and just get. But I will get a 64 gig for my next iPhone. I've been through two 16 gig devices, and I just can't do it anymore, Mark. Yeah, I just I'm, can't. I'm not, look, I, trust me, I know the feeling. If they weren't so friggin' expensive in Australia, oh, I know. I'd, I'd definitely be there. I just, I, I can't with all. The will in me, I just can't lay down, you know, twelve hundred and twenty nine dollars. I think it is for a sixty four gig iPhone six S, not the six S plus. Just the standard. Yeah. I, I can't. I looked at it the other day on the weekend, and I just it it just it pisses me off. I just can't lay down that kind of money. So I'm, I'm going to hold out and see if they do release a, another four inch uh phone anyway because i'm quite content and quite happy with the four inch um i'm not attempting to do a lot of work on it yes kevin you you can laugh but uh you know it's the way you use it not how big it is um (laughs) we're not going there listeners i swear we're not going there listen it fits perfectly well in my hand that's all that i need (laughs) or as we used to say or at least uh, what we used to say in the farm is it's how, not how deep the furrow is, it's how many times you go around. Okay, we, we're, 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 we're going someplace. I'm, I'm staying out of this, listeners. I just snickered. That's all I did. Let, I let, let, let's I, just say I don't need to go a 6S plus because I'm not trying to compensate. 
Um, now, look, in, in all honesty, it's, it's compensating for my poor eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you tell yeah. us. Now, look, in, in all honesty, I, I understand, and, and everyone's got their own choice and, and so forth. No, Kevin. Uh, everyone's got their own choice in size of phone and so forth, but I do a lot of walking, as I think I've mentioned before on the show, and the last thing I want is to carry something heavy and bulky with me. Um, the, the 5S is bulky enough um, for me to carry, so I, I definitely don't want to add any more uh, weight to that. And, and personally, if I was going to make, make my iPhone bigger, I'd get a external DAC um, such as the Oppo HA2 and, and, and smack it to the back of the iPhone, and then that would be better, and then I'd get better sound quality um, out of the iPhone. But you know what? I'm not prepared to do that. I'm, I'm happy with the sound quality out of the iPhone with good sources like Total Hi-Fi, and um, I'm not prepared to carry bulk. It's not that precious to me. I've got a good set of headphones that I use, and um, and it works. So I, I don't yeah. I don't I don't want bigger. I I just I'm happy with the four inch. And I don't know how big the market would be, but I think there's probably a few people that are waiting for that as well. Or just going, you know what? I'm happy with it. Now I have looked at the six, the standard six. It's nice. I wouldn't complain having one. The six plus though, and the six S plus, I can't do it. I have used Gretels and I hate the bloody thin. It's too big for my hands. It's too cumbersome. And every time she talks, she looks like a friggin' moron with with this big phablet up against the head. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> yes, Kevin. <laughs> but see, you're, you're proportional. Gretel's got this small head, <laughs> you know, and this big phone. <laughs> you know, oh dear. Th- there's a difference. It's, it's like watches. There's a man size watch and a woman size watch. That's not discrimination. It's just the simple fact that you know women are generally smaller than us guys. You know, um, so. Uh, you know, personal preference. You haven't met my sister-in-law. <laughs> God love her, and she—I do love her. She's six foot one. <laughs> well, then she'd be much bigger than I am, huh? <laughs> but well over a foot. Um, yeah, look at, at personal preference, and I—I I don't know. Even if they release one, I'd have to see what the prices are in Australia. It'd have to be worth my while to do it. Um, It's—it's it's just insane, like. I I truly, my only limitation with iOS on my iPhone 5S is that I can't expand the memory. I can't put a memory chip in there like you can with an Android device. And I know you're going to say, well, Apple doesn't do that. And everyone listening is going, Mark, Apple's never going to do that. Get over it. It's like, yes, I know. But, you know, if, if you look at memory capacity, it's so much cheaper to buy the, the little memory sticks than what Apple's trying to, to gouge us for. It, you know, every time we That's step up... That's why they're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every time we step up a tier, they're charging 130 Australian dollars. Now, I think it's about $100 in the US. Now, yeah. it, it does, memory doesn't cost that much, people. They're screwing us. And I'm as yeah, stupid and as, as much of a follower as all of you are. Yeah, it's uh yeah, cuz I have SD micro SD cards in my uh Android phone, which I will say my Android phone's a 5-inch screen where my iPhone's a 5 and a half inch. So so me getting another iPhone 6s plus or 6 plus is not going to be any additional bulk for me to carry. I'm already sure. carrying two large phones. Mm-hmm. So 
I'll just put that aside. That's that's not a big deal. I don't consider it bulky anyway. Um, but that's that's a whole different argument. Um, and but the 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 ability to add SD cards. I mean, my little cheapo uh, Android tablet. I can do it with mm-hmm. my phone. My Android phone. I can do it with, so to speak. But that version of Android, and I can't upgrade it. Doesn't work well with SD cards. It's very hard to put stuff on it. Sure. Um, you can't force the apps to it. Now, when you get to Android five, it works fine, and my mm-hmm. tablet runs five. So, oh no, I you know who's say and you know the, the Kindles that we got for the kids this year at Christmas, they'll take a hundred and twenty eight gig SD micro SD card all day long and let you dump all kinds of crap to it. Yeah, that that's nice. And you know, I, I know that we're, we're going here again, and I'll I'll tell you the prices just to remind you how pathetic it is in Australia. Say if I wanted to just get rid of the iPhone 5s and and go up to the next model. Now Apple would give me 200 bucks for this old model for as a trade-in. That's fine. Uh, which you know I could get about 250 online, maybe pushing 275. But if I wanted to go up and get a 32 gig iPhone 5S, it's going to set me back $829 for a three-year-old phone. A three-fucking-year-old phone. And and I had to use the F-bomb because that is the only thing you can say relating to that stupidity. This is the reason why I can't, with a family and with responsibilities, turn around and consciously go and say, you know what, I'm going to upgrade every year or I'm going to go and... Just, oh, I'll get one with a little bit more storage. I'm, I'm happy with the one I've got. I can't do that because they have thoroughly screwed us on the price in it. It's absolutely awful. So you Let's know see, what? So- uh, Apple can keep reducing in sales and they can keep plateauing and things can keep going slower. That's fine with me because until I can, <laughs> until the exchange rate becomes better, I'm, I'm not going to go out there and do... What I'd like to do, which is update more frequently. You know what a SIM-free 5S 32 gig is here in the United States? Uh, about 200 499 Still too bloody expensive, but significantly yeah. better by about 300 bucks. It, it's, it's just insane. It's, uh, it, I think really when we look at it, the iOS devices are incredibly overpriced in general. Um, doesn't matter what market you're in. Now, we don't necessarily mind paying the price, but there's a, a big difference in price between what you get in Android and what you get in, in iOS. You know, we had this conversation a few weeks back where I went, had a look at the Android devices, wasn't happy, didn't think they were up to par. But at the same time, I've got to be quite honest, I look at the amount of money and I just go, well, you know, it's a big difference. It's a yeah, massive no, difference in, in price, and I don't want to leave the Apple ecosystem. That's why I run on 16-gig devices, a 128-gig uh, MacBook Air, and, and you know why I go entry-level and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, if this isn't going to change, it, it'll end up pushing me into using old gear continuously, or it'll push me into having to look at, at other options. On a well, serious I mean, note, you know. I mean, I bought a brand new Android phone for a hundred dollars. Yeah, you know. But I mean, now, granted, it only had four gigs of built-in storage, and I had to put four. I put four more in it. And again, I don't use it for a whole lot. I don't play a lot of games on it, but 
you know, it works. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's not enough tiers and not enough options in iPhone. Um, they need to have a four inch phone again, and they need to have something under the four inch phone. They have to have something at every price point and they don't at present. They need to have a dumb iPhone, which is, you know, somewhat limited or, or, you know, um, just not as powerful, but does the basics. Um, you want a training wheels iPhone. I think society needs it to be quite honest, because it's expensive wherever you are in the world. You know, Kevin, you, you look at it. Would you buy your kids an iPhone? Oh, hell no. Exactly. But if you had one that was a lot more affordable, you'd then be going, hey, you know, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll pick up an iPhone. It sticks them within the same ecosystem. They can use the same apps that I've already purchased and they can pretty much do everything. But maybe it's running on five-year-old hardware. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, as I mentioned, we gave my oldest, uh, my two youngest kids don't have phones at all. We gave the oldest a uh, an Android phone, a new Android phone for Christmas, and she almost never uses her iPad Mini now. Mm-hmm. She prefers her her Android phone to her iPad Mini. And there again is another problem with the iPad. Who's it for? I mean, other yeah. other than a few people who are uh, trailblazers and using it all the time, or, or you know, for work or uh, for people who like to use it as a streaming set instead of maybe watching the TV or you know stuff like that. I mean, look, I know that there's a lot of use cases, but who is it really for? Because I mean, I had the same problem that when I had when I got the MacBook Air, the iPad Mini was useless for me because I could take the MacBook Air everywhere and it was more powerful. And I could do things quicker. Now, okay, I couldn't play games and stuff, but that wasn't my aim of having the iPad Mini. My aim of having the iPad Mini was an accessory for my iMac um, so that I could go and do a few things, get on social networks and, and stuff like that. And I can do that all on the Mac with ease. And the MacBook Air is light enough. And, you know, I even look at the, the, the 12-inch MacBook. Um, you know, beautiful system. I'd love to own one. Um, and I, I look at that and then I see people going, oh, well, you know, we're buying an iPad Pro and putting this big clunky keyboard on it. And it's all of a sudden you, you just, you're doing it because you can, not because it's a damn good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I start to, well, I, I want to buck that trend. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, and I, I've, I've said it several times here, you know, my Surface Pro, I wished Apple would have done that. So you would have had, if you want to be able to fold the keyboard back or something and sit, the, sit it on your lap or carry it around and do a video and be able to, and but still be able to use it as a laptop. But, you know, I still maintain that Apple's thing is about getting people to buy, buy more stuff. Um, yeah. So that's why you know you're going to have to get a you know if you want the best of both worlds you're going to have to get a you know either a a uh, MacBook and an iPad or you're going to have to do something because you know you're not going to and I'm not saying the Surface is the perfect device but it's a good enough uh, it's compromise uh, compromise makes the right compromises so that it's good enough to do both. Yeah. And I think if Apple would have done that, but like I say, they would have lost sales because that, that this way they're selling both. 
Uh, and I'm not saying they should have gotten rid of the iPads because, like, for kids and everything else, that's a good place there. But for somebody like me that uh, doesn't do heavy computing but still wants a computer with a file system and all the other stuff that you kind of need and to be able to run the programs, the same programs on your tablet that you run on your computer so you don't have to buy two separate sets of programs and possibly uh, they operate differently on the tablet than they do on the uh, computer. Uh, I think if well, you know, Microsoft beat them to the punch on that, and they're probably not going to necessarily do it because they they don't copy people per se; they improve. And as soon as they <laughs> figure out how to, you know, do a couple brush strokes differently and call it their own, then they <laughs> probably will. But, um, you know, it's just, but you know, and you know, the same thing with the upgrade cycle and everything. They just want, and it's worked for them because they got like you know bazillion mm. dollars, and so. Uh, you know, they're, why tinker with a uh, formula that works, especially when you got shareholders and everyone else that, you know, demands money. So, you know, I think they're, I don't think they're going to change the way they do things as frustrating no. as it is. Because, yeah, I would like a, like I say, a, the Apple version of a Surface that uh, I could do both on. And, you know, I think it'd be kind of awesome because, like I said, I'm really loving my, my uh, Surface here. And a lot of it has to do with the, window, with the fact that Windows doesn't suck so much anymore. Mm. There's still a few things. Uh, a nice marketing. Windows sucks less now. <laughs> yes. But, you know, uh, and, you know, I got to give Microsoft credit for that because uh, way back when, oh, I suppose, I don't know what it was. Well, around the time XP and 7 was starting to come out, I was an avid Windows hater. Uh, I think I was just starting to get into the Mac at that time and I was uh, doing a bunch of stuff on Linux there. And, um, and like I say, Windows has come around now, and I wish, uh, and you know, there's still have ways to go, but they're starting to figure things out and uh, do things better now. And I just kind of wish that Apple would uh, pick up on a few of their cues and mm. just to improve their products. It doesn't have to be copying, but no. you know, just give us something that we could a product we could use the way we would like. Well, you know, the really strange thing is since I bought the Apple TV. And I consider that computing when I'm using the Apple TV. It's relatively lightweight computing by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but now between that and uh, my iPad and my iPhone, most of my work, personal work, I'll put it that way, not that it's truly work, I'm doing you know more and more on iOS-type devices. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not I have figured out the appropriate workflow, I don't know. But I figured out one that makes sense to me. I think that's really what becomes important, whether you're on iOS, whether you're on Android, whether you're on Windows tablet or any of those, or a Chromebook. Are you, do you have a workflow that makes sense to you? And if you have a workflow that makes sense to you, screw what everybody else says. Go with it, people. I mean, really, what makes sense to you? Yeah, there is the new flashy thing. Oh, look, squirrel, over here to the left. We make that joke all the freaking time. But really, if you have a workflow that does what you want it to do and isn't causing you any pain, and I will put in that one caveat, if it's not causing you any pain, then go with it. It's okay. It's okay not to own the latest and greatest. There, I have adopted more recently where I'm not going to buy first-gen devices. I don't want a first-gen uh, Apple Watch. I know Mark has his, and he absolutely loves his Apple Watch. Yeah. And I think that's great. But uh, oh, It's I've got been problems. Part- don't get me wrong, though. It does oh, yeah, yeah. have problems. 
I, I just think I've, I've, I've done my time. I've served my time with first gen devices that I'm going to, I'm more of a wait and see, you know, if I had unlimited money hmm. and unlimited time to, to, I uh, pardon me folks. I don't know a better way to say this to dick around with the stuff. Yes. I would probably buy first gen stuff. I would have an iPad Pro right here in front of me right now. I would have an iPhone 6S Plus. But you know what else I'd have? It's probably something like an LG V10 phone. I'd have all this other shit sitting around if I had unlimited money. Mm. But I'm just not there. I'm not going to be on that bleeding edge anymore. You know, it's just I've served my time on that bleeding edge, and I've had my fill for now anyway. Yeah, and it suddenly comes around that what we've got now is pretty powerful. And and you can pretty much do everything you want pretty quickly. The, I think the biggest thing for me with the iPad Pro, and I, look, I keep looking at it. It's a nice system. I'd love to get one. Um, again, it comes down to price, ridiculous price. But um, I don't really, as you said, Kevin, I don't have that, that workflow for iOS. I've got it perfect on the Mac, so I sort of like don't change it if it works. Also, the, the one thing that I criticize quite openly is people turn around saying, I can do all my work on the uh, on the iPad Pro or the iPad, uh, but then to record a podcast, I've got to use the Mac. Okay, that's not all your work. That's only <laughs> part of your work. You know, look, yeah. what, what some people do is amazing, uh, but in saying that, it's still not capable of everything. The biggest uh, problem for me with the iPad Pro, they released the Pencil. We've seen Microsoft do that with the Surface. They've got a stand and a keyboard. Microsoft did that with the Surface. What they didn't put in was a cursor and a trackpad. (laughs) Now, you may laugh, Kevin, but if you use the on-screen keyboard and and hold your fingers down, I think, I, I believe it's two fingers, hold them there, then it becomes a trackpad. But imagine if you've got to constantly... You type in, type in away, you're a writer, you write in blogs and, and so forth, and then you've got to constantly go and touch the screen, hold two fingers on the screen, and then go to, to move to select something. That's ergonomically incorrect. It just doesn't make sense because you're moving too much and you're taking the focus yeah. away from, from where the keyboard is. But in saying that, they needed something for iPad Pro 2. Yes, Exactly. I'm surprised. I'm surprised we got the pencil this time. To be quite honest, I'm surprised they didn't wait for the second generation for that. And just you know, I, I don't know what's going to come in the second generation because it's you know, as far as iOS well, goes, it's pretty nice. Right. Well, just remember, Steve Jobs gave you the finger. Tim Cook gave you the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> well said. That's very very true. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, you know, he he always made the argument you know, the finger was the best stylus. Yeah, until he found a better one. But you know, yeah. It, look, well, it's uh, good for some people, that's for sure. But I I okay. hate I hate trying to select text or trying to go to a oh. specific point to enter new text. Oh my god, it is. That, that's what it I is, can't. It is annoying. Yeah, I can't cope with that, and. That's why, for me, still to this day, and probably into the the future, certainly the immediate future of the next few years, the next five years, I'd say at least, uh, the Mac is is my computing platform of choice because of that, because it does offer that that finite granularity of being able to select things really quick, really easily, and not think about it. 
Yeah, no. Well, I one other thing, I, I'll move us off of iOS nine. I think we've we've talked just a little bit while on iOS nine. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I could be lazy this week and make this not another Mac podcast as well, and just not record the other show. Maybe I should. That's up to you. I, I'm not. Hey, I don't care. Won't bother me. <laughs> except, except you drop. Except you drop the f bomb, and you don't normally do that. that on that's right. So I can't do that on. Yeah. Okay. I'll have, oh damn! I'll have to record well, you, Namp now. Mm-hmm. You could beep it out. I could. You know, I I'm, I don't know what to do with NAMP. I'm, I'm a bit lost with NAMP. I, I don't want to kill it, but I'm at this stage where, where the man who shall remain nameless was with uh, Pocket Size Podcast. I just don't feel like I'm adding anything to the Mac community. I don't feel like it's interesting. I don't feel like I'm interested enough in the technology that's coming out or the news that's coming out of Apple. And I find that it's- I'm very conflicted on a number of topics with... Well, which would buck me from the trend. And, and that being said, I don't want to follow everyone and, and agree. Oh, yes, you know, I agree with this opinion and that opinion. I like having my own opinion. But well, but you're like every podcaster. Uh, at some point, you'll hit a wall. Um, and it, it makes it tough to get through. Um, you have to do what's right for you. I think sometimes, you know, much like our friend Victor Cahiao, um, you have to almost step away from podcasting for a while and come back. I think I've seen a, a, a few people do that, and it really reinvigorates things and makes it much better. Mm. Um, I have to give kudos to the people like our friend Allison, um, Mac OS Ken. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't Ken know Ray, how they do it. Week in and week John out, Braun, incredible. And, and Dave Hamilton, pumping it out, pumping it out, pumping it out. Kudos to them. You know, again, they have a more in, in all cases, they have a more interactive thing. Allison has a huge passion for sharing her passion with everybody, so I think that helps. But you know, I, you know, at some point the three of us may hit a wall. We may need to step away, but let's hope it doesn't happen anytime soon because I would surely miss that. Uh, mm. On saying that, though, I do want to say one thing. Uh, our listener Jim uh, a couple of weeks ago sent us a very nice email. I shared with uh, Mark and Mike. It was complimenting Mark. And um, about the explanation he gave about the audio stuff when I started talking about the playback on my Blu-ray player to the uh, to my new TV, mm-hmm. uh, Jim really really enjoyed that detailed explanation. It was almost like one of those questions where, you know, I wonder, but I don't really know. So we, you know, folks, if you have stuff like that, feel free to send it in. I mean, I'm not saying we're experts at anything. Mark mm-hmm. does know a lot about audio for all the shit and crap that we both give him. <laughs> He does know a lot about audio and the processing and how to handle it and how to go through it, you know, playback type of situation. So, you know, if you've got stuff like that and want to share it with us, feel free. Uh, Send it to us via email. That's great. You leave it in the comment section or something like that. We'd be happy to take a look at it. Won't promise we can get to all of it. Won't promise we can answer it. But, hey, we'll tackle it. Yeah, definitely. So and, I think with th- thank you for that, Jim. I appreciate that. I didn't have a chance to reply to the email yet, but uh, I'll, I'll try and get to it this week sometime. So, well, I think, folks, with that, we're going to wrap up episode 200. We've actually been going pretty good time here. Uh, we certainly hope you've enjoyed GSE episode, Geeky Show Ever episode 200. Uh, as we said, it's not our 200th episode. We'll, uh, we won't hit that for another 53 episodes. So, uh, and then, a, and then we'll do some celebration. We'll do something. We'll celebrate by hey, look, it, all it's... shaving bald. Oh wait, yeah, already there. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, growing a beard. 
Yeah, we'll grow. Oh. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of have my little one going. I'm, you know. Well, know. And then you know we what? The Maybe the Charlotte. listeners could give us ideas because that's a, a year and a week away. Uh, if we do one <laughs> show every week, so maybe the listeners could give us an idea every single week of what we could do for our official two hundredth episode of Geekiest Show ever. That would be I just, great. I just came up with a new name for Mark, the man who shall remain hairless. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the show title, The Man Who Shall sure, Remain Hairless. Oh, priceless. I have to have a new title. Uh, my <laughs> golf club for my fans. Awesome. I think, I hope you certainly enjoyed this episode. We've had a lot of fun and a lot of talking about it and uh, sharing our geekiness. So we'll start with that. Uh, the other way around in reverse, backwards in the other opposite direction. Why don't we start with Mike and you can tell people where they can find out more about you. Yeah, when I'm not throwing out one-liners here, um, I can be found on Twitter uh, at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me, about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. And I'm glad to say that we finally got an episode of Sci-Fi Tech Talk out. We're, we're working getting it back on schedule here. So last week we did Chappie. Next week we're going to do Gattaca. And we're hoping to get – because we're up to episode – Huh? I love Gattaca. It's one of my favorite – all-time favorite sci-fi okay. movies. Brilliant. Okay. Okay, well, that's going to be next week. Uh, we're up to episode 152, so we're kind of on par as where uh, you know uh, we're at with uh, Yiki's show ever here as far as the episodes that, well, I haven't been there for all of them, but uh, you know we're about on par, so we're pretty even there as far as that goes as episodes. But yeah, we're still churning along, and you know, we kind of hit a rough spot there too between uh, health and weather and Christmas and everything else. But we're back on track, and you know, uh, stop by and check us out at scifitechtalk.com. Thank you, Mike. And as I've said many times before, I encourage you to go listen to it. Greatest thing about that show, like some of my other favorite shows, you don't have to listen to them in any particular order. They stay very relevant going forward, so it's always entertaining. So check out the back catalog. Un- even unlike this talk. show. That's right. We're very irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> There's the title for next week's show. Uh, anyway, why don't you tell the good folks where they can find out more about you in the reverse? Well, in, in the reverse. Oh, um, uh, Come podcast another Mac Nut. WWW. There we go. Yeah, there Jeez. you go. Not another Mac uh, And check me out across at subjectivesounds.com as well. And also, I should hey. say uh, thank you to Elisa and also to um, Alistair, who have been doing some guest posts uh, across there as well. I appreciate it. Uh, they come up with some great content, and I can't wait to share more of it with you guys. Yeah, I haven't read Alistair's. I did read part of Elisa's post, so very excellent. So, folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can always check me out on Twitter. That's where I tend to spend most of my time, twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or you can go over to about.me, and there's links to a few other things that I might be involved in there. Folks, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this show and enjoyed it as much as we have and as we've geeked out together. So please remember, if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.com.
调查意义。